Hey guys, Ed from Paranormal Inc. Ohio here, coming at you again with another episode of the podcast. Tonight we are going to talk about paranormal games and the legends and the lore and everything behind that, what they are, what they do, and to see if you guys have done anything like this. Um, You guys can listen here and then jump on facebook.com slash Ohio, or you can just go paranormalinkohio.com. That will take you straight to the main page. Or you can join the group, Paranormal Inc. Ohio, on the group section of Facebook, and you guys can join in with the conversation. So tonight we are going to talk about a few paranormal games that goes on, um, the differences in them and what has happened. So first, we are going to talk about Bloody Mary. It is probably the oldest game that you have ever heard of. And... I'm sure everybody has played it at least once in their life. Bloody Mary consists of walking to a mirror and you decide, you you go with, with some friends and you go into a room with a mirror and you choose who's going to do it and the person looks into the mirror and they say, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. And then you turn off the lights. Now, supposedly, Bloody Mary appears in the mirror and comes out and kills you or takes your soul or however it is meant to be said. You know, there's different variations of the game. There's this the one I just described. There's also one where you say your name three times and spin around three times and then you blow out a candle that you've left in the bathroom and then Bloody Mary will will come and attack you. Now, this has also spun into many other things. They spun into, an, into I believe, a, the idea for Candyman. How in the movies you would go to a mirror and you would say Candyman five times, you turn off the lights and Candyman would appear and kill you. So, it, it, all, it went into a whole world of movies. I mean, there's books been written about it. People have been playing this forever. I mean, I played it when I was a, when I was a kid with my brother and my cousins. Uh, it scared the crap out of me back then. You know, I was a little younger. But people have, have gone on and said that they have seen something while playing Bloody Mary. Um, that they do it and they don't see anything in the mirror, but they'll hear knocks. Or they'll hear a woman's voice. Or they will, you know, have horrible, horrible nightmares. And it's just, like, I didn't experience that. But, you know, like, I want, I wanted to experience that, you know, just be like, hey, I wonder if if the hype's all true. If what happens, if, if, if Bloody Mary really shows up. But a lot of people have come to say that they have seen something. And, you know, there's also the rumors that people have died doing this and that they've never seen again and so on and so forth. But that is one of the popular games, paranormal games, that has been around for as God knows as long as I can imagine. Now, another game, of course, is the Ouija board, and we've been talking about that and how to not ever touch those. And um, 
you know, how they talk to the dead with the spirit board. And, but it usually nine times out of 10, it just brings something evil and demonic into your home. So let's, so let's go on from there. We're going to go on to another game that first came to known in 2010. Uh, It is called the Midnight Man or the Midnight Game. And the things you need to have for this is one candle, a lighter or a book of matches, a piece of paper, a writing utensil, a pen sterilized for when you poke yourself, and a wooden door closed, and some salt. Now, it goes on and it has all these instructions on how to do it. It's like you got to invite the Midnight Man in and you got to run from the Midnight Man. So this is how you invite the Midnight Man in. Prior to midnight, you write your full name, first, middle, and last on a piece of paper with your writing utensil. Then you prick your finger and squeeze until a drop of blood a drop of blood appears. Dot the blood on the paper and allow it to soak in. Turn off every light in your house. Place the paper with your name and blood on it in front of the closed wooden door. Light the candle using the matches or lighter that I said you got to have and place it on top of the paper. If you are using a taper, make sure it is placed on a candle holder. Knock on the door 22 times. The final knock must occur precisely when the clock chimes 12 a.m. Open the door, then blow out the candle and close the door. Now, relight your candle immediately. So now, that is how you invite the midnight man in so once you've done all that it is now time for the main event running from the midnight man so the midnight man doesn't catch you so this is how you do that you keep your candle in hand and your salt and matches or lighter close by begin to move about your home you know should your candle go out you you gotta relight it again within the next 10 seconds if you're successful continuing moving about your home Do not stop moving until 3.33 a.m. If you are unsuccessful in relighting the candle immediately, surround yourself with a circle of salt. Remain inside the salt until 3.33 p.m. Now, if you have made it to 3.33 p.m., it is safe to stop moving or to step outside your circle of salt. You, You may also turn on the lights and, you know, go back to normal. The game is over. The Midnight Man didn't catch you. The name of... Like, the whole goal of this game is to just stay moving and to keep that candle lit. Now, the Midnight Game may be played with more than one player. In this instant, all players are principals. As such, each player must perform the invitation individually. So say you got five people, four people in your game. Each person has to write their name on a piece of paper, have to dot the blood on it, let it soak in, light the candle, Blow out the candle, light the candle again, shut the door, knock on the door 22 times, and of course, the last knock has to be precisely at midnight. So that means you got all these people at one door, or, you know, maybe other doors in the house, doing this. So, the invitation welcomes an entity known as the Midnight Man inside your home. Again, the goal of the game is to avoid him, and to stay away from him and you have to 
you have to keep moving and you have to keep that candle lit. The more difficult you make it for him to find you, the more likely you're going to win. Now, if your candle blows out and you can't relight it within 10 seconds, you got to remember to throw that circle of salt around you and stay in that salt until 3.33 a.m. Or keep your candle lit until 3.33 a.m. A lot of people say that have played the game and that actually seen the Midnight Man that the Midnight Man can make you hallucinate. Can make you see your worst fear or can make you in the game to make you think it's 333 and just in the game and he catches you. Or he can appear as a person that you love and you would trust and it tells you like, you know, hey, it's okay. But if you lose, this is what happens to you. If you can't blow your candle back or if you can't light your candle again or stay in your circle of salt until 3.33 a.m., the midnight man begins to remove your organs one by one. So you have to make sure that you steer clear of the midnight man. So when you know that the midnight man is near, these are some of the things you look out for. These are warning signs that he's near. Sudden drops in temperature. It just gets really cold. The sound of a soft whisper with no source of where this whisper is coming from. The appearance of a humanoid figure within the darkness and the candle going out. So those are the things you need to look out for if playing the Midnight Game with the Midnight Man. So that is the Midnight Man. Okay, that is another... Another another weird paranormal game. Oh, and I almost forgot. These are the do nots of the midnight game. Do not turn any lights on during the game. Do not use a flashlight during the game. Do not go to sleep during the game. Do not use a lighter instead of a candle during the game. So that means you have to use a candle. You can't just sit there and hold a lighter lit. That is cheating. Do not use a person's blood other than your own during the game. Because mm-hmm. if you use another person's blood then you are giving them to the Midnight Man. And do not attempt to leave your home during the game because that will then null and void your participation and the Midnight Man will appear and take your organs one by one. Also, do not attempt to provoke the Midnight Man during the game. Most importantly, do not assume that the Midnight Man has left your home for good at the conclusion of the game. He can be there still. Even though the ritual is closed and the game is over, you have to realize the Midnight Man is basically a demon. And you have welcomed it inside of your home. So, that is the Midnight Man game. Another game that people have tried. Um, And there was a lot... I've heard stories that the Midnight Man came and that nothing happened. I heard people say that, um, uh, that they've caught pictures of the midnight man and they, 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 I don't know how to explain it. It's like different things come out of these things. Here's an example of this. I'm going to tell you different stories 
different, or a matter of fact, different paranormal games that people play. And there's going to be different stories, but they're kind of going to be the same. It's like, you're going to have pros and cons. You're going to have once people say, oh yeah, this is the greatest thing in the world, nothing happened, you know, but then you're going to have people say, oh, this is the stupidest thing ever, you know, you're going to have people say that the Midnight Man appeared, they heard knocks, they heard this, you're going to have people say that nothing happened. So like, I, I guess, just realize that I'm going to say that a lot with these stories because not everybody has the same they don't have the same experience so it's it's different each time so we're going to move on to the next one and the next paranormal game that has popped up in the recent years is the paranormal elevator game and supposedly if you do the sequence of floors on the elevator then it will take you to another dimension so what you do, you can begin at any time. It can be any time of day, any time at night. Uh, go into a building, find an elevator, call the elevator. When the door is open, go inside and press the button for the fourth floor. When the elevator reaches the fourth floor, do not get out. When you reach the second floor, you go from the fourth floor to the second floor. Once you reach the second floor, do not get out. Now, once you reach the second floor, you go all the way up to the tenth floor. Once you get to the tenth floor, you do not get out. You have to stay in the elevator. Guys, if you don't stay in the elevator, it's hard telling what is going to happen to you. This is mostly from Asia, North and South Korea. Um, it's just very it can be a very bad effect afterwards okay so once you reach the 10th floor do not get out then you go back down to the 2nd floor again and you stay in the elevator now once the door closes for the 2nd floor you wait once you, once you wait at least five minutes, you press back to the second... No, you're still on the second floor. I'm sorry. Then you go to the sixth floor. Once you reach the sixth floor, please, God, do not get out of the elevator. Instead, remain in the elevator and press the button for the second floor again. When you reach the second floor, don't get out, remain in the elevator, and press the button for the 10th floor once again. When you reach the 10th floor, stay in that elevator and press the button for the 5th floor. When you reach the 5th floor, a young woman may enter the elevator, but do not look at her. Don't speak to her. Don't even say anything to her. She is not what she seems. Then press the button for the 1st floor. And at this point, one of two things will happen. The elevator will begin descending to the first floor or it will begin ascending to the tenth floor. If the elevator descends, the ritual has failed. Do not proceed when the elevator reaches the first floor. Exit as soon as the door is open. Do not look back. Do not speak. Just exit the building. Don't look back and get out of there. You can try again some other time. But if the elevator goes up to the tenth floor, that means the ritual has succeeded. You may proceed. But you got to remember that if you are having any second thoughts about what you're <clears throat> about to do, if you find that you are losing your nerve, you know, now is your last chance to back out. 
To cancel the ascension and terminate the ritual at this point, press the button for any floor in the building besides the first or tenth floor. You must cancel the ascension before the elevator passes the ninth floor in order to terminate the ritual. When you reach the tenth floor, you may choose either to exit the elevator or to remain aboard. If you choose to exit, and if the woman entered the elevator on the fifth floor, she may take this opportunity to ask you where you are going. Do not answer her. Don't look at her. Just exit the elevator without a comment. Now look around, but don't lose sight of the elevator that you arrived on. You will, it's said, find yourself in another world. And although you may see many things and notice many details, you will know that you have arrived in this other world. You will know for certain, by one indication and one indication only. The only person present is you. Now, to get out of this world and to get you back, you may return to your own world depends on your choice this thus far. If you do not exit the elevator at the 10th floor, press the button for the first floor. The door should close and the elevator should begin descending. If it does not, keep pressing the button for the first floor until it does. When the elevator reaches the first floor, just go ahead and exit. Do not look back, do not speak, just leave the building and return home as soon as possible. If you choose to exit the elevator at the 10th floor, then return to the elevator. You must use the same elevator to return as the one in which you arrived. When you enter the elevator, press the button for the 4th floor. You will now proceed to press the buttons and visit the floors of the building in the same order you did during the steps 6 and 12 of venturing out. When you reach the fourth floor, press the button for the second floor. When you reach the second floor, press the button for the sixth floor. When you reach the sixth floor, press the button for the second floor. When you reach the second floor, press the button for the tenth floor. And when you reach the fifth floor, press the button for the first floor. The elevator will again begin ascending to the tenth floor. You must now cancel the ascension before the elevator arrives at its final destination on the 10th floor. To do so, press the button for any other floor in the building besides the 10th floor. That's how you cancel the ascension before the elevator passes the 9th floor. If you have correctly canceled the ascension, the elevator will descend to the first floor. And when the elevator arrives and opens its doors, do not exit, not just yet. Look outside and check your surroundings carefully. If anything seems off, even the smallest detail, don't get out of the elevator. Instead, press the button for the fourth floor. Repeat the previous four steps, beginning by pressing the button for the fourth floor and again checking your surroundings before exiting. It's returned to the first floor. Once you are confident you have returned to your own world, you may safely exit the elevator. Repeat the, the, five, the previous five steps as many times as necessary to get out on the first floor. But do not get out of that elevator unless you are absolutely certain you have returned to your own world. If you do and you are incorrect, well, you might as well get comfortable. It may be a while before you see your home again. You may, in fact, never see your home ever again. So... Again, I did my research on the elevator game, and I looked and looked and looked, and I found multiple different stories on the elevator game. 
the elevator game had lots of, you know, I just, everybody had come back to their, their own world in, in order to tell the stories that they did. Um, a lot of people did not go out of the elevator on the 10th floor. As a simple fact is they were terrified. A lot of people ended the ascension to the 10th floor because the woman got on the elevator and was just, they were just terrified. A lot of people said they talked to the woman and they said their lives have never been the same again. They say each and every day is just filled with torment. And a lot of people say that they got to the elevator and they decided not to do it just out of sheer terror of finding out if they're actually going to go into another dimension or another world. Do I believe that you can do this in an elevator? It's probably a slim to none chance that you can do this in an elevator. But again, a lot of people believe in a lot of different things. So what they believe in can also... Their minds can... Your mind is such a power... Your brain is such a powerful thing. And... It can make you see things, hear things... If you let it. And... Do I believe that's the... The thing for... Everything that's paranormal? No. I believe the paranormal is very real. I've seen spirits. I've heard them. Um... I, I've been to lots of places that are haunted, and I've seen this. The, I shared my Ouija board story with you guys. But I think with things like the elevator game, it's just... I guess that's what you would call hysteria, where one person, you know, they they say they see something, and it goes into another person, another person, another person, and it's just it just goes out like that. So... That is the elevator game. We are now going to talk about the Charlie Charlie game. Charlie Charlie Are You There is a game that has been been played for, you know, some years now. And a lot of people that are doing it are, you know, kids and teenagers just like the Ouija board and stuff like that. And in order to play the Charlie Charlie game, you have to have two pencils, a piece of paper, and you have to make a cross on the paper, put yes, no, and then no, yes, so yes, no on top, no, yes on bottom, to where the no's match and the yes's match, and then you put the pencil down, and then you put the top pencil cross, like the cross on the paper, but you have to make it to where it balances. Now, it's simple. You ask Charlie, Charlie, are you there? Now, the upper pencil is expected to rotate and to indicate the answer to each question. So if you ask Charlie, Charlie, are you there? And if it rotates to yes, then you have reached Charlie. Um, if it says no, then, you know, I don't know who you've reached, but you have reached something. Again, Charlie, Charlie, you're taking the same chances as you are with the Ouija board. You're still talking to a spirit or a demonic. And a demonic can do the same thing as it does with the Ouija board with the Charlie Charlie game as well. So, do I recommend you play Charlie Charlie Are You There? No, I don't. I just believe it's another aspect of the Ouija board that is just more simple for, you know, people to play. 
And again, I've heard horror stories just like I heard with the Ouija board that once they play Charlie Charlie, that Charlie ends up being a horrible thing that torments them for a very long time before they get rid of it. So, in saying that, there is also different ways of playing these games. You can play them just like with the Ouija board and Charlie Charlie. You can play them with the paper or the board. Or you can actually download apps and play these games. Now, I saw it was an actual news um, segment that a school somewhere in, I believe, it was South America, where a girl was playing the Ouija board on her phone. It was an app. And she just started screaming in agony and all of a sudden the whole class was affected by this. Everybody screaming, crying, they had to get numerous people in there. They called paramedics, they had they sent them all to the hospital to try to find out what was going on. Do I believe that you can use phones, computers, you know, TVs and stuff to do this? Yes, I do. I believe that anything demonic can get anywhere at once and can try to fool you and get its way in. But then there's also the hysteria aspect of it as well. This girl started freaking out in her classroom, so maybe the other kids saw it, and then they thought something was going on, so their minds started playing tricks on them, so they started freaking out in the classroom as well. Um, But I, I do believe that something can happen with apps computers, phones, tablets, TVs, any, anything, you name it. As long as there is something that's letting you use the Ouija board or even Charlie Charlie, I do believe something can control it. Because you got to think about it. It controls our our lights and, and, and like electronics go on and off in, in our homes that are, that are haunted or supposedly demonically possessed. So why couldn't it use one of the electronics that we use on an everyday basis to try to trick us? So, now, a lot of people have said when they play these paranormal games that um, it was because they were peer pressured into it. That someone said, oh, come on, man, just just go ahead and play. It's no big deal. Don't be scared. So they do it, and then the bad stuff happens to them. I believe everybody believes in their own things, and I respect everybody's beliefs. I believe myself that the paranormal is very real. And that evil lurks upon us on earth. And I believe there's good. You know, I I got a lot of people saying like, hey, I had good experiences with the Ouija board and I'm glad they did. You know, not every experience is going to be bad. But nine times out of ten, the stories that I've heard and the research that I did, it was all bad news. Uh, Roland Doe, he did the Ouija board with his aunt every single day. His aunt died. So he said, I'm going to contact her on the Ouija board. So he contacted something that said it was his aunt, and then he's possessed. The words, help me, was carved into his, in, into his stomach. He was sent to a mental asylum where they did so many, so many bad things to him because they thought they were doing good for him back then, and they really wasn't to where he was sent to a church and sat in a bed, and the bed is made of steel, but yet it was so strong that whatever was inside him would lift the bed up and down. And he lived this life for years, exorcism after exorcism after exorcism. And that story is what the exorcist was based off of. 
as you know, the girl in the Exorcist found a Ouija board and contacted a spirit called Captain Howdy, and then it just all went downhill after that. So you have to be very, very careful when you're doing these types of things. Um, with that being said, you know, you play these games at your own risk. I mean, there's no instruction book that comes with them that says may cause possession. You know, you do what you, you do what you think you want to do, but I'm just telling you to, to just not do this stuff. It's just, it's just not, it's just too big of a risk. But again, you you know, people believe in what they want to believe and they do what they want to do. And that's what makes everybody different. So now that we got that out of the way, I want to thank each and every one of you for coming and listening to the podcast tonight. Um, I hope you enjoyed this. I know it was a little longer than usual, but there was a whole lot more into this episode than there was with the other ones. Now, all week long on ParanormalIncOhio.com and Paranormal Inc. Ohio group page on Facebook, we are going to be talking about paranormal games. This Wednesday's ghost story at 10 p.m. will now be a live ghost story at 10 p.m. To where you guys can jump on there and tell me some of your experiences with different paranormal games. If there's different games that you know of and played or that you know of and you just want to talk about it, come talk about it. We'll all sit there and talk about it with you. And then Friday's Fear Friday at 10 p.m. We're going to talk about the lore and the legends of these paranormal games on that Friday night live at 10 p.m. So we're going to keep this this going for the whole week. It's going to be three parts. Um, but again, Paranormal Inc. Ohio is my paranormal investigating group. Uh, ParanormalIncOhio.com gets you to the page. You can go to Facebook, Paranormal Inc. Ohio in groups, and you can join our group, or you can just go to Facebook and type in Paranormal Inc. Ohio. That would also take you to our page. We have a YouTube channel, Paranormal Inc. Ohio, that you can go check out some videos that I have posted on there. And some hunts that we have done. You can also check out hunts that we have done on the Paranormal Inc. Ohio page. And remember that every Monday night at 10 p.m. is the podcast. Every Wednesday night at 10 p.m. is the ghost story. And every Friday night at 10 p.m. we are live to where you guys can come on and we can all talk. If you have questions, you can ask questions. We'll answer them to the best of our knowledge. And you can just we can just sit here and talk about the paranormal. But... I love each and every one of you, and you guys are the reason why I keep doing this. I hope you enjoyed tonight's episode, and I hope each and every one of you have a wonderful, wonderful evening and a good day tomorrow.